Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us for the February edition of the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Rob Spicker, Assistant Director in the Communications Department, and we certainly appreciate you taking the time to dive deeper into the school district of Lee County. Our guest today is going to be Candy Messenger. Candy is the Director of Food Nutrition Services here in the school district. And because lunch does get served every single day, food and nutrition always isn't uh, getting a lot of attention, but that's why she's here, because there is a lot that's happening in her department. So, Candy, we thank you for joining us and being our guest today. I first want to just sort of start off by asking you to kind of exactly describe what food and nutrition services does. It may sound obvious and maybe it is, but can you give us the overview? The overview is we serve the students breakfast, lunch, after school snack and dinner in the district. Um, our motto is serving students healthy, nutritious meals. Um, we are also working very closely with the different departments, making sure that uh, the additional snack programs come on board. Um, there, it's ever evolving in, in my department right now. Yeah. So how many meals are served every day? A little over 87,000 meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, after school snack. So that takes a, a, a quite a crew to do that. Yes. So at a school, for instance, where all these meals are being served to our students, how many people are in a typical crew? What's their typical day like? High schools generally um, have a larger crew just because of the nature of the size. Um, so when we're fully staffed, that could range up to 18 workers. Um, but currently, we're happy if we're at 8 to 12 because of the shortage of staffing and the people going out ill. Um, in elementary middle school, they're, for the most part, their staff is much smaller. Um, and that could range from three workers up to 10, 12, depending on the size of the school. And they're some of the first people in a school building yes. in, the, in the morning. And are they some of the last to leave if they're helping with dinner? In some cases, yes. Um, I think custodials are the ones that are the later shift, but I, we do have staff that work a little later. All right, so let's talk about what's really going to be new in the cafeteria this month of February. is going to be peanut butter. Mm -hmm. After being gone for 17 years, some examples right there in front of us of these uh, uncrustable peanut butter sandwiches, uh, peanut butter is coming back onto the menu this month. So why? It is um, available to us. It's a high nutrient dense um, product, peanut butter. Because we had to change vendors, our current vendor does not carry the WOW sandwiches. So we had to come up with a, another alternative. So we've been working very closely with all departments in the district to make sure this is rolled out very safely. So our kids know, would know what the wow sandwich is, the Uncrustables that are in front of us here, this is what's coming to them soon. Correct. It's just a change in the menu. A change in the menu. So the target is the end of the month, February. So you did mention that the concern, obviously, with peanut butter is that students have allergies, yes. some very severe allergies to peanut butter. So what are the steps being taken to protect them? How is a student going to know I should or should not have this item? Well, we have went and purchased these black pans. So all peanut items will be placed in these black pans with these bright stickers. The signs will also be up on the um, serving line. So that will be at the service line. We are doing, um, working closely with communications on sending out uh, media and other information and training for the schools. Right, so as the kid's going through the line, mm -hmm. as long as they know, it's gonna be very obvious to them step by step yes. that this item has peanut butter. Yes. 
And these come in um, pre-packaged, so we're not opening them around other food um, in the kitchen, so there won't be any cross-contamination or any of that sort of thing. You need parents to play a, a big part in, in helping this uh, keep the cafeteria safe as well. So if a parent knows their child is allergic, what should they be doing? They need to update their student records um, at the school, and that will prompt the clinic um, to send the uh, manager an allergen list so we can ensure that the allergen list is updated in our point of sale, our register system as the students come through. Because as they come through the service line, if the student has an allergen, a box will display and the cashier has to acknowledge that box. And um, if there is an allergen, whatever the allergen may be, is on the tray, then we will take the student aside and replace the tray with something that they would like. Just one lot last fail stop. When yes. they, they, every student checks in their student ID as they check out, and that's gonna be the sort of that last trigger that, uh-oh, you know, they should not have this item. Correct. And that's why you need parents to make sure they're getting the forms in. Yes. So an important uh, last message there for our parents. What is going to happen should there unfortunately be an allergic reaction? There are emergency protocols for any emergency at the school. Um, these will be uh, followed. Um, we are doing a blast training to um, all of the staff in the schools, including my staff, um, to ensure that we get the emergency care as needed. And the, speaking of training, training as well to just make sure that the serving is happening, even down to the way things are cleaned. Correct. So cleaning, um, soap and water, washing down the tables and spraying with a disinfectant um, will handle all of the allergen, regardless whether it's peanut butter, soy, or any other allergen that there might be. So if parents are, you know, when they learn about this and they're worried or concerned about their student, what, what should they do? Can they reach out to somebody? How do they make sure that they're going to be, feel safe and comfortable with their child getting lunch at school? Please communicate with us, um, the school. We will work with the parents. I have two dietitians on staff that if we need to um, work with the physician on a, a food allergen, regardless of what that is, we will ensure that they have what they need. Because food allergens are not going to be anything new no. to what your department is working with. Correct. They're just reintroducing an item that's really common in a lot of schools. Yes. We are one of the few districts that are um, currently peanut free across the United States. So this, this can be managed. This can be managed. Um, and I actually come from a district that has managed it and has done it successfully without any emergencies. So the role is uh, the rollout coming soon. I think maybe the bigger challenge for you this year has been the supply chain. Uh, no doubt about that, right? Uh, we're a couple weeks into the school year was the first time you had to notice, notify parents that what's on the menu that you're seeing on the website or at school may not be what's being served for lunch. So when did you first realize that the supply chain was gonna be an issue? August 10th, first, first day, day of school. school. <laughs> Um, we got notification that our, our previous um, grocery vendor was going to terminate their contract effective December 31st. And what that meant was they were going to start cleaning out their warehouse, basically. And we were short shorted a lot of items. And we noticed that right away after that notification came out. So I sent out the message that what is on the menu may, listed on the website may not be what is actually served. And that has followed us to the current, current day. <laughs> 
During that first semester, how worried were you? Was there ever a time you were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Um, or w was it not quite that severe? Um, I was never in the, um, oh my, it's, I don't know what to do. Um, I always knew that there would be a solution. I've worked closely with other directors across the state. We have frequent Zoom meetings to work through challenges and, and um, come up with solutions to these challenges. Um, I'm pretty calm. I tell my staff all the time, if you see me running, screaming, then it's time you do. But I'm like, okay, this is just another challenge and we'll, we'll get through it like we have everything else. And it continues, as you said. So we're yes. still dealing with the yes. supply chain in food and nutrition. Yes. So because we are now in week four of our new vendor, they're still gearing up their supply um, at their warehouse. So that continues to be an issue for us um, because we don't have everything that we're asking for. Um, so we have been working with uh, very closely my whole team. I have a wonderful team. They've been working very closely with the managers to get food and move food wherever it needs to be to ensure that the students have the food. Uh, how, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but not every school is going to have the same menu. Correct. They may have different supplies in their storage, in their refrigerator. So how much autonomy does each school have to design a menu day to day? The managers have my full support to be able to change up the menu um, to ensure that the students are being fed. So uh, they can't serve what's not in their freezers or coolers or storage rooms. So they have to be able to serve what is available to them. I know you talk about we're four weeks into the to, to a new supplier. So what was changed to sort of try to manage the supply chain better? So we, um, like I said, Cisco's our current vendor, but they were um, they're able to get the food into us, into our district, but they are not able to deliver to each school. So we've had to bring on two other vendors to help manage that. So that part of it is um, we have Florida Freezer who is going to be handling our storage and um, packing it up ready for the schools. And then we have OC Trucking who will be delivering from Florida Freezer to all of our school locations. So can you say obviously this is an inconvenience, but is it an increased cost? And do we know how much it's costing us because of all these issues? Um, yes, it's definitely an increased cost. First of all, our food cost um, for the food itself in increases almost daily. We get a notification that this is being increased, this is being increased. If you go into your grocery stores, you know that the prices are being increased, just the grocery. Then we have the storage and handling fees and the um, distribution fees. So yes, all of this is, in, is increased cost that we are working to manage. It's a challenge. It is. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Is this simply unprecedented in the, the situation that we're in? In my 24 years of being in food nutrition services, I've never seen anything like this. So we are in um, uncharted waters and the director, I am fortunate enough to be um, 
with a team of directors across the state of Florida that are working very closely together to um, work through many of the challenges. What's the concern going forward? Is this going to resolve itself? Um, every day we see an improvement, so that's the good news. Uh, it will be, um, I'm hoping with us getting some direct deliveries in from manufacturers because we're communicating with them and with Cisco all the time. Um, we are moving food in as quickly as we can. And I'm hoping that this starts balancing out soon. <laughs> we can only hope so, right? <laughs> Bottom line, though, for our students, because uh, you've told me this before, there's always a hot selection for them at lunch. There's always a cold selection at lunch. Yes, that is that is the directive. However, there may be we have some schools that are able to do multiple choices. It won't be like it was where they had pizza, chicken um, sandwiches, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, and the main on menu item of the district, um, but we will have options out there. They're just limited right now. And I imagine at this kind of situation, you've got to be responsive to issues that might pop up. If, if you're having a problem with the supply, the cafeteria can't make it, or the food, you know, the kids are complaining, those things are taken very seriously. You're going to address them. Absolutely. We've had a few um, complaints on quality, and I have immediately dispatched office staff out to retrain staff in the kitchens to ensure that there's quality food always. That's, that's the bottom line. That's yes. the quality food, plenty, and always served hot or cold so that the students are not missing out on lunch. That is correct. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how you're doing it. Well, I, I love what I do. So it it's great that I have a great staff around me and the staff out in the schools are managing it very well. So without any of them, I could not do with do what I do every day. I was just thinking, oh, it'll be summer soon and you can re re relax, <laughs> but you can't relax in summer. There's a whole other program, isn't there? Yeah, that would be summer feeding that we're already starting to plan. <laughs> and then it'll be August again and we'll be back at it. Correct. So once we get summer done, we start working on the fall. Yeah, never ends. Never ends, but... Peanut butter is coming back? Yes. The supply chain is being managed as best it can? Yes. Right. I attribute all of that to my team. Well, we appreciate all the work they do. Candy, thanks for coming in, bringing us up to date on what's happening with food and nutrition, the issues you're facing, the new things we're bringing back to the venues. Uh, for those of you that are listening, thank you as well for joining us and spending your time with us to learn a little bit more about the School District of Lee County. We're back in March with the next edition of Lee Schools TV Podcast.